yeah man, so I start looking at the window. I see gun store, gun store, let's go, gun store. Where the fuck are you taking me? Yeah man, oh shit, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to trust it up. We got to lift it up. We got to give it up. Welcome back. I swear every time I hear that song, I think he's saying Gaston, like from Beauty and the Beast. Gaston, Gaston, uh, Gaston. Those aren't the words. <laughs> Welcome, boys and girls, to episode 12, mm-hmm. Baker's mm-hmm. Dozen, of Baked Takes with no, Dick. No, it's not a Baker's Dozen. <laughs> it's, it's two Baker's Dozens. <laughs> a Baked Takes with Dick. Is it Baker's Dozen 13? I don't know. Welcome back, boys and girls. And Bones. Episode 12 <laughs> of Baked no, Takes with Dick and Bones. I know, you're supposed to say it. I know, I was talking We are back. Baker episode does. 12, brought to you proudly by Sour Patch Watermelon. We're back with a very exciting episode. Um, we're going to talk NBA. As we're you sitting the in the booth. say, the, the greatest candy in all the land. Oh, yeah. Skip that part. Whatever. Sour Patch Watermelon, the greatest candy in all the land. Um, we have the NBA Finals, Game 3 coming up in Oracle. And we're going to talk some NBA with Dick and Bones. And then I would... Be proud to introduce our our guest uh, interviewer from the night. Proud is an interesting word. I thought like excited. I would be excited like, to introduce a, uh, a very special guest. Joe Sutton is going to be in the booth, um, yeah, yeah. and he's going to be talking comedy. He's going to be talking long-time current friend, events. Longtime friend of the he show. He is uh, a longtime friend of the show, and not really the show. Always More entertaining. People that do the show. All right, we're he's moving into the. This is the second episode. We're moving into the NBA Finals. As I mentioned, we are watching Game Three coming up in just a few minutes. And I, let's see if this works technically. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little throwback to episode two of Baked Taste of Dick and Bones, when we were discussing you have it? Nice. nearly three <laughs> nice. months ago. Nearly three months ago. Just listen in. Let's play it. Yep. Are we saying Warriors? If not the Warriors, who's the best shot? Next year. I like that. I don't even know, honestly. Good. 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 I'm going. I'm going with. I think the Raptors are in a good position. Yeah, yeah. Marcus I like this team. They're loaded. They're loaded, man. I would say the Rockets, but I feel like they're going to burn out. I don't know. James Harden is going to screw up the team. Somebody's going to something wrong. Push and put you down. I don't think. Okay. What do you got? I was going to say Philly. Oh. Wow. All right. You heard it here first. They played each other. You heard it here first. Two predictions given nearly three months ago. And the visionary Bones has picked... The Toronto Raptors to be in the finals, but if you recall, with the, with the series tied one one. No, 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 no. And you recall when the when the Sixers and the uh, Raptors were playing each other in that round. You actually no, no, no. Switched. That was a miss. You misnomer. We checked the tape. No, I rooted for the Raptors. No. I've been rooting no. for them. Me and Jacob Franco and Drake, <laughs> all season long. I like this team, and they're in a in, little bit of an interesting situation because series tied one one. Just going back to to game two, you're watching. Huge, huge, huge comeback. 18-0 run by the Warriors. Third, third quarter. Once Steph, once uh, Clay went down, they they boxed in one Steph, right. and it was super effective. It was very, very effective because yeah, they were, they were daring Draymond to shoot, and as well as Iggy, and both are not good shooters. Right. Out of nowhere, they both used to be good shooters, like Iggy in the beginning of his career, and Draymond Draymond's before he just got into his head. No, he, he was like a thirty-five percent three-point shooter. Anyways, they're daring them to shoot threes. Iggy hits one at the end of game two, and that's what propels them to victory. So let me so, ask you that. That 18-0 run, Yeah, it sounds like I know your answer now, but is that a credit to the Warriors and their crazy defense and their, and their, and their, and their Raptors, confidence, or is that, a, is that a credit to the Warriors, or is that a blame to the Raptors? Meaning the what? Raptors just collapse on that run that the Warriors had in game two. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. 
Yep. No, I think it's the it's the the, the amazingness of the Warriors. Amazingness of the Warriors. Yeah. Okay, right. Like all they came out. They came out. And... None of them ever stopped running. None, right. You exactly. know what I'm saying? They're all just like freaking. I, they probably run miles. You know they had how they an do the soccer run. They had an 18 to 0 run in the third it. quarter, and uh, and now we're here. Game three. Just I mean, the, the game ended with uh, with Andre Iguodala just showing us that he is a Hall of Famer. Guy's a Hall of Famer. First ballot, in my opinion. What do you think? Ooh, that is that is baked. Right Hall there. of Famer. That's or a little baked. He's he's a he's a hundred percent Hall oh, of Famer. Man, do you have the stats up? Because <laughs> I would like to look at like what. You gotta look at you gotta look at the stat sheet because all, we've also been watching him, so we know a little bit more than the stats. But okay, three time NBA champion. Okay, Finals that, MVP. Three, that doesn't really mean anything. Okay, to me. Finals MVP. Robert Orr had had uh, five or seven. How many championships? And did he Robert go to the Hall of Fame? He did not. All right. So let no. me let me make the case though. Andre Iguodala, three time NBA NBA champion, Finals MVP in two thousand fifteen, Olympic gold medal, two two All Defensive Teams, eh. and he's an All Star. And he's a pivotal part a lot of, those have of, nothing to of a dynasty. He's a pivotal part of a dynasty. And he's taking the best player. He's the bench. He's, he's the you know, second unit that's, of the dynasty. Not, I, I don't think that's true at all. Mm-hmm. He's came, he came up every single series, every single year for this team. I think he's a – you don't think he's going to the, to the Hall of Fame? He's a finals MVP. Oh, we got, we got Brian Ownhorst in the, in the booth. He's finals MVP, so – the guy is a staple hold. He basically has two careers when he was an all-star. Right. And then how many guys being an all-star are willing to take a backseat to, to, like, new, like, young rising stars? To, so you're saying he makes a Hall of Fame with, like, 70 I'm saying that a the, game? I'm saying that the Warriors, the Warriors aren't the Warriors without, without Iggy. 100%. I'm saying that they don't go to five championships in Joe, a row. You, they wait don't a second. You, you don't think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame? Give me the statue because I honestly don't know what he looks like. I, I think is he like I a give the, point? I give you the accolades. I give you the accolades. No, I get but, the accolades. I, but it's more. Well, look at his like straight up averages. They're not. They're not that but amazing. Think, think about his contribution to the right, game. Exactly. Oh, he's not Yao. Come on. Nah. He... There's only been. Let me give you a stat. There's only been six Hall of Famers who've won only one All Star. But the fact that Robert Ory, the fact that Robert Ory, who's a pivotal part of a, of a multi multi championship team, seven time champion, the fact that he doesn't make it, I think there are people worse. In the Hall of Fame than Andre Iguodala has been. That's just my opinion. And, but Wait, how did, that. how did Robert Horry compare? If anything else made the case, they should have make it. No, I'm saying they should both make it, is my point. Did Robert Horry should make yes. the Hall of Fame? Well, he has seven, seven no, championships. No. He was a he, he had, he got lucky. You know how many great players don't, aren't, don't have seven championships? He has... He did not he has, um, he's a, He was a role player on every team. So like, okay, so I guess uh, we could agree to disagree, but I'm, I'm making the case... For pivotal role players who who make the teams what they are and seven it seven championships. Happen. Give me is anybody, in, is anybody in, in the Hall of Fame that has that role? Uh, I mean, I, I gotta check that. I'll check it. I will so come back Bruce next. Who's going up. in the Hall of Fame? That's a good question. He I'll, would be. That let me one do of some more research. Your, uh, I'll return with uh, with, with, with an argument with that with that comment right there. Let's talk about the series, okay? The the Warriors. You come into this series, you're saying, "How can they lose? It's just impossible, right?" Well, you injuries. All get injured. That's a, injuries. Okay, KD's obviously out. Clay Thompson, out. Is he out? We're on uh, 15 minutes before game time. We'll we'll update you by the end of the okay, podcast. Okay, he's questionable. Uh, Kevon Looney out for the series. You have name? you have Andre Iguodala hobbling basically around the court. So the question is. <laughs> I mean, the question is, what are the odds right now? Where, who, who's yeah, the favorite? Yeah, I, I don't think it's the Warriors, especially if Clay doesn't play. It's not the Warriors. They just are so. You you notice the the biggest the bigger guys that are out right like Clay, um, um, Durant, 
when all these other role players start to get out, now they have to call guys that haven't played in a lot. DeMar's Cousins has to play the most minutes since he's coming back from injury. Well, I was going to say DeMar's Andrew Cousins Bogut's going to awesome. be thrust into – no, he's playing, he's playing great. But he wasn't playing. Uh, he wasn't playing twenty-seven minutes. You know, you, you get, know. you get, you get. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, like you give, you take away KD, you take away Clay, you take away. Essentially, you take away Andre Iguodala. You have one legit scoring option on a team going against a full-strength Raptors team. It's just it not. Look like he was limping so much. He mean? was hobbling around the floor. When? My point is that I, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think it's. I think tonight is the is the series. I think tonight is the series. I think if Clay doesn't play. And the Raptors and the Raptors win this game. No, I think the Raptors win. What if KD comes back? Yeah, right. I think I think tonight. I think tonight. I think tonight. tonight, No, he's not coming back. No, not tonight. He's coming back this series. I think the Raptors have to win tonight. Okay, let me let me me agree with you. Right, they have to win because because they know they know that if Clay's out, KD's out, and these guys come back. The, the series is over. If they, lose tonight, if they lose tonight, they're going down three one because Clay and KD are going to come back. back you know what I was watching last right. night? I was they're going to go for the kill. The thirty for thirty right. with the Magic up on top of it, right? They went to the finals, Shaq's second or third year, and they played the Rockets. And I think they uh, they blew a crazy big lead, and right. then they said for the rest of the series they weren't the same because they they like lost they the lost game it. that they needed. Yeah. They had in their hands. Well, that was game two. Win. That was also game two. Game three, this is a must win. Uh, if if the Raptors do win, then the, then the Warriors have to go three out of four. That's going to be hard. It's one of the first times I've ever looked at a game and said this is an app, other than game seven, and said this is an absolute must win for a series. Yeah, so I think the pressure, who, the question is who's the pressure on? I think, I think it's on Toronto. For sure on Toronto. Right, okay, got it. Sure, in Toronto. War- going into Oracle, they got to pull this out. Yeah, if the Warriors lose, they didn't have KD or Clay. It's like, yeah. for Steph, this well, is the greatest thing can happen. Right, so the question is, could the Warriors adjust? They have DeMarcus Cousins, who you mentioned. Steph was, could become legendary. Who was great. This is the greatest thing Marcus Cousins, happen Marcus Cousins Steph. was great last game. He was great. And could, well, wait, could they plug in KD's you know, scoring You know what's funny? His, his great stats were, were great for like a role player. Right. If you look at his stats, it was it, like for no, him of course. career-wise. Coming, you're talking about a guy who came coming off a... Three month injury. Um, like no, he was good. I think. Point games listen, like, I think you know, I think Steve Kerr is going to figure it out. He's a smart guy. He's going to put Andrew Bogut in. He's going to use uh, you know Quinn Cook or I mean any of these guys. They could just fill fill the fill the roles, and I think Steph could make it interesting. I definitely have the Raptors tonight. What do you what do you have tonight, Joe? You got to go the Raptors. Got him right. If Clay plays, I'm picking Warriors. Okay, I agree. It's it's literally determinant on Clay. Yeah. But um, but overall, who are we picking for the uh, for the series right now, boys? Tied 1-1. One, one. Series tied 1-1. One, one. I'm on Raptors. Wow. If KD actually comes back next game, yeah. Warriors. No, you can't say if. So what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Well, um, I didn't see the report, so I don't know what, what it sounded like. I don't know. Stephen A. Smith, who's my good friend. Nice. Dear good friend. See, that's why I wouldn't. Brian Winhorn. If he says it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> what do you got? He said I'll say the opposite. he was told by, by officials in Golden State that KD's coming back this series. Said you'll see him this year. Yeah, hundred percent. I oh, think he's coming back in, in game yeah, four. Yeah, but let's say game. game okay, six, so you what's know? your prediction? You have to just guess what's going to happen. Injury um, wise. Oh, like Kevon Looney's also out. For the I know series. we said yeah, he's out for the series. Uh, That's a big one. That's a big uh, huge one. Damn. Come on, Warriors. Warriors. Um, I think it's going to be a game seven, and I think should I stick with my pick? Should I stick with my pick from yeah. April? 
Why would, why would you change it I now? gotta do it. Yeah, I gotta right. give why would you change it Kawhi now? and the, and the if, country of Canada anything, a championship. If, any, if you picked them in the beat before this, if anything, you should be more affirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I played that. That's why I played it. The no, Warriors I have the Warriors have less players. This is the Half only, their team is injured. This is the only chance they have right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you why. Perf- the perfect why storm I'm, of I'm things rooting, happened. I'm more so rooting for the Warriors if I picked them. Yeah. I want I want to see Steph cement his uh, place as the best warrior ever. It'll make KD, if he doesn't actually come back, look like, oh, shit, it wasn't me. I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, it's not my team. And then he goes to the Knicks. And then on the other side, I want um, Kawhi to win so he could walk away from the Raptors being the best Raptor to ever play the game. You think he's going to win? Oh, in so one let, me get year, into let me get into that. In one year. Yeah. And then still um, leave right after that. 100%. In, in a weird way. And then I'll bow out. You know who this night could be turn out the best for out of everybody? Is that it? Some of you guys aren't thinking about it. Jerry? Jerry? No. 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 Nick. Samar DeRozan. LeBron. Because if if he lost... Should have known Brian Winforce. He lost lost to the Warriors three times in the finals. If If Kawhi could beat him. Not only that, but if if they get crushed tonight... Then it just shows that like any like you take LeBron and you put them on this team like minus Steph like take Steph and put LeBron in his position and this team could compete for a championship but like he could be like I was just going up against superstars any of these guys alone I would he fucking ex- kill. He has an excuse. He has an excuse. Yeah, yeah. This is an added excuse. Okay, let me ask you. You mentioned Kawhi. Um, I just want to ask real quick: Is this news? Is this not news? That Kawhi Leonard has recently bought a property in Toronto. He bought a home. I thought that was a joke. I actually saw. He bought a home. First of all, who's keeping track of the real estate records to see if Kawhi Leonard's buying houses? Second of all, it's not a joke. No, he bought an actual property. Um, Is this news or is this no news? What do you think? Uh, Based on how how the uh, public reacted when Kyrie bought a house in New Jersey, they immediately switched. (laughs) From going to the no, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There's, so there's, only, there's a reason to buy a house in, in New York, maybe, or in California. Maybe, you know, the weather's nice. There is no reason to buy a house in Toronto unless city. you work he there. The if he loves the city, is he going back? Is he stank? What do you think, Joe? Kawhi? Is he? I, I didn't see a reason for him to leave from the beginning. No, he's got to get out of there. It's cold, man. It's cold. Other than it's cold. He's an LA guy. He's, the he's only a thing, boy. The only thing you could say is that... Is that both what's his name, but Marcus All and um, and Kyle Lowry are both like thirty three and dying. So like yeah. So if he Lowry, joins the Clippers, to I think I think basketball wise, Joe, yeah. basketball wise, I think the Clippers are a more attractive option than the, than the Raptors next season. For sure, right. given given where they're both at, Kyle Lowry right. and Marcus All are are going to play. And, and Kawhi is what twenty five, twenty six. He's, He's twenty seven. You know what's cool? If Kawhi becomes the guy that that wins as the superstar for like four or five different teams. You know that there's only there are only yeah. like three players in history who've done that. That won twice. You, you kind of yeah, forget about him when he was on the Spurs. You kind of forget about him. Who won LeBron, as the guy? Uh, maybe Kareem. It's LeBron, Kareem, and um, and like Shaq. Because you want to. Sort of on Miami, yeah. Yeah, but that's it. There's no one else. Kawhi would be it. like Kawhi was would be the Finals MVP in both in both. For sure. Has ever happened two LeBron. finals MVP? LeBron, LeBron right? Tim you think about that team though. You have you have that's crazy. Kawhi Leonard. That's him and LeBron. Listen, you have Kawhi Leonard. You have Tim Duncan. You have Manu Ginobili. You have Tony Parker. You have Danny Danny Green on the Danny team. Danny Green. That's a great team. Yeah, that's why they won the championship. They All right. Lo- I'm surprised they lost that one year. What was it? Um, oh, was that the year where where Ray Allen shot the shot? I fucking I hate that so much. That was so. that was that year. Right? So All right, we're gonna go on a little music way. break, and then we're gonna introduce. So our special guest, Joe Sutton, right after this. <laughs> 
Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Big Taste of Dick and Bones. As I mentioned, special guest in the booth, a good friend, a, uh, a part-time semi-comedian, a Avenue J guy, really just a good human being, Mr. Joe's, Mr. Joe Sign. Welcome to the show, sir. Oh, happy to be here. This is a short notice. I gotta say, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> he took his car, jet across the I... Garden State Highway, wherever you came from. Big Taste of Dick and Bones, two, I'm in. Two thirteen, I confirmed. <laughs> 2.13, and he's here. 2.12, I was notified. As mentioned in the intro, uh, Joe is a, um, a semi-professional comedian, Budding. I would say. Budding comedian. Um, we're going to talk uh, performance. We're going to talk comedy. It's going to be really interesting. But I want to start, Joe. Um, actually, we're just talking about NBA. What's your, uh, your, are you a fan of NBA? What have you got in the finals? What do you think? So, <laughs> obviously, I would love to see Toronto. I just... I, I, because I hate what the Warriors have done, and I hate what the NBA has let the Warriors do. I mean, it's become a league that doesn't even value competition and right. parity. And you don't think this is competitive? It's competitive, but in February we're all we already we're talking about who the warriors are going to play in the finals. Right. And here you we know? are. But but let me defend that. It wasn't as easy as we thought. It, it wasn't, wasn't as easy as we thought. And you're right. It right. definitely wasn't. And you had some teams like the Nuggets and you had some right. teams, you know, that are sort of showing that the NBA has that potential to have that parity. Right. But ultimately it's such a good it it is I'm not going to shit on the sport because it really is a very good sport. Basketball, it, 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 it is a very good sport, but I want it to be the Rockets playing the Warriors. I don't want it to be James Harden yeah. playing the Warriors. I want it to be, you know, no, the Bucks playing the Raptors. I, I, I don't think, want it to I be think, Giannis playing the Raptors. I think the consensus the answer to that, the consensus answer to that was, is that we're watching history. We're watching a team that, through way of the draft, through way of free agency, it just everything they did just fell the right way. And it's a dynasty. And we're going to see this team in 50 years from now as one of the greatest teams ever. I think that's the only reason why we're having this conversation. Otherwise, when KD leaves next year or, you know, Clay or, you know, things balance out, it, it's the, it is the best league. And it's, it's, it has, has year-long attention. And on July 1st, everyone's going to be tuning in. There's no games, right? I think it's right. just a successful business more than anything. It's know? 100% a successful business, but... Can I make a comment? Yeah. Yes. Um, you said the NBA let that happen. How did that, how did they let that happen? Right. Because what, 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 you're Adam Silver. What are you doing? That like they developed the perfect way naturally. They signed one superstar. Right. They got Steph after an ankle injury. They were so just they better at the game. They didn't cheat the game. Right. Right. right? They did nothing that that like like not unethical, but like nothing that would. That's kind of lowbrow or bush league. They they did everything like by they the did book. everything by like, the book they and, did, they, and correctly. Like so smart that they were able to do. No, that. they did everything by the book, and I was a huge like Warriors 12, fan you know? when they were doing it. But listen, I'm really going to focus on one thing. When Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, to me, it was just like it looked better on Kevin Durant, not the Warriors. It looked better on Kevin Durant, but with like the, the Warriors, Warriors like, oh, you with get the, the geniuses. 
And then they pick up DeMarcus Cousins for $3 million. And then like, they, just, they, just the, they just do the correct smart thing. Like it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's Yankees, point, 90s, all, all, yeah, exactly. right. all over again. again. All right, so, so uh, I, Joe, you told us in the beginning of the day. I said, Joe, you're an NBA fan? You're like, no. Nah, I told you. I this told guy's you. an NBA fan. All right. I watch it, but I... I who you got? Game 7 uh, series. Season uh, 7 game series. Who you got? Quick pick. Let's go. Um, Gut reaction. You know what? Um... Hit me with it. Come on. Gut reaction. I really. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with experience, and I think the Warriors. Yeah, I guess the Warriors. Yeah. You can't. You know, can't go wrong picking the Warriors. A guy like Steve Kerr. When it comes down to the third quarter of Game Seven, Steve Kerr is gonna be relaxed, and his right. team is gonna be relaxed, and the other team is gonna be a little shell shocked. The Raptors are gonna be a little shell shocked. Going with experience. I'm going with experience. I want to see the Raptors. I do want to yeah, see yeah, the yeah. Raptors because I think we all do. I just want to see the Raptors. First of all, Canada had four teams in the NHL playoffs. They're all <laughs> fucking... Oh, we're not um, talking about NHL so today. Just saying. No NHL on this podcast. So I guess it would be very ironic. They're, all, they're the, the underdog. They're the underdog, but you're picking experience, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Let me ask you some more, um, just some quick uh, NBA quick hitters. Um, the Pelicans. Recent news, out of, recent news out of Pelicans yeah. camp yeah. is that they're Smoothie finally... Oh, I've been there. It's great. Yeah. Uh, based on that, um, they're finally listening to, to, to trades, trade offers basically for Anthony, Anthony Davis. Let me just ask you, you've been to New Orleans. Been many times. You're, some would say part of New Orleans is, 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 is part of you. Yes. Let me just ask, what's your deal, Anthony so, Davis? You're 25 years old, you're living in a city that is party all the time, culture, rich with history, you get flashed by girls on the balconies and streets. It's, it's an amazing place to be. So why is this guy leaving? It's not a basketball city. Right. It's, it's football. football. It's, it's football. football. Really? So, yeah, first of all, it's football. These guys making tens of millions of dollars to really? play ball. It's, it's not about New Orleans. He doesn't give a shit about New Orleans. Not a, he shouldn't give it's, a shit about New Orleans. What is the decision about? Drew it's Brees about- should give a shit about New Orleans. Anthony Davis shouldn't because... It's kind of like being the, the, the little the sister. second fiddle, right. It's going to be like no, the little sister. No, it's not about that. It's not about that. What, for Anthony Davis, the ma- management hasn't done anything to show that they're going to win a championship, do anything like I'm that. Right. They're not supporting him. I'm going to ask you the obvious question. Is it a, well, first of all, is it, you're saying is it a basketball decision or is it a, a market decision? You're saying basketball, correct? I, I'm saying it, it's both. Okay. It's, it, no, it's a basketball decision to leave New Orleans, a market decision to go to L.A. or go to New but this York. Is the league, the but this is, what the, this is the league that the NBA has facilitating where it's like, go ahead, go attach yourself like a leech right. to a championship team How stop that? and get a ring. How do you know. stop that? Execute a veto power? Uh, okay, I'm going to ask the obvious Call question. NBA, execute a veto power? You, you're talking Maybe. about a basketball. It's affecting the, the players, you know, um, Union? Texas to Let become. me ask you something, guys. Yeah. You're saying, you're saying if it's a basketball decision, the fact that they just picked up one of the best prospects in NBA history on their team, they still have Drew Holiday, they're going to get Zion. That's not, that doesn't make Who's you... going to get Zion? The Pelicans. First pick overall. They have first pick yes, overall? Sir. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm just thinking Phoenix. of I'm just thinking of the trade scenarios. Like so if Phoenix they said, oh, they lost no, no, no. You weren't listening no, no, no. to uh, Back to Boom. They take Dick and Bones episode nine. We had a live lottery damn. selection. It was God fantastic. Um, but if they get tra- if he gets traded to like the Knicks or something, then you know it's not a basketball decision because they're not getting anybody. So you know it, it's 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 no, pure. Third I think it's pure market. Yeah. It's pure market. He got some bad advice. Clearly, he's a baby. He oh. wants he wants the prestige. He's not. I think Joe like what you're saying. He's living in a football city. I think he wants his time to shine in the in the spotlights of win. Los Angeles. That's what I think. They want to win. They also want to win. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a quote. And I think we'll close it on this one. You could yep. you could disagree as much as you want, but someone told me basketball season ends in April. Right. 
That's it. Right. And then you can do whatever you want, man. Wait, no, I'm not talking about the regular season. I, I, I'm talking about basketball. Right. Playing basketball ends when March Madness is over. Right. Everything else is just... I don't know. I don't know where you got that quote from. Because that doesn't... You just made up the quote. That's the problem. No, I, forgot. I remember. I got it. No, but I agree with no, you. Listen, listen. So that's why... That's why... No, we don't even agree. We actually care about the finals and shit like that. No, no, no. You're saying... You're, you're, but you're saying something else, Joe. What are you saying? What I'm saying is real basketball... Right. You're not getting it. It's not going through your head. I'm trying to... I'm trying, I'm trying to understand. Fundamental, <laughs> fundamental basketball... He's saying yeah. college basketball ends in April. Yeah. Okay. That's when real basketball stops. The NBA doesn't count as real basketball because it's everyone going one on one. So I saw. So I, 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 I did not understand that. Show. That was so cryptic. Yeah. All right. I, I don't moving along. We're moving along. We'll, 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 we'll uh, agree to disagree. We're moving along. Um, just quickly, gut reaction. Where do you think AD goes? Is he on the Pelicans? Is he in New York next season? Is he in um, Boston? What do you think, Ben? I don't think the Knicks. Um, LA. Wow. Okay. All right, Joe. Uh, speaking of uh, New Orleans, you're a proud, fierce, fierce New Orleans Saints fan. Fierce. Religious. Wow. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat nation? Joe has been to, uh, what's it called? Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl. battered, and bruised. I love it. Um, how, did you get, how did you become a, a Saints fan? With open arms over there. How did you become a Saints fan? So, I wasn't into football. Then I decided to get into football. Right. And I didn't like the Giants. Wait, why? And I didn't like the Jets. Not, why? Why? Because... I don't know. Okay. Just the thing. I didn't, I didn't okay. So you just like picked a, a random team. Have, <laughs> my, we were, the Saints are playing on Thanksgiving, and my great uncle who's from New Orleans oh, was watching. You got a connection. And there's some were, blood in there. They ended up they ended up going three and thirteen that season. Right. But they were so excited. What, what year is that? Who was on the team? Was that was that Breeze? Drew Brees, yeah. They so it was not Drew Brees. Whoa. Phil it Rivers. was not Drew Brees. Fun fact: it was Aaron Brooks. Phil Rivers. What? And it was Joe Horn. <laughs> and it was Joe Deuce Horn. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, that was a bad ass team. Yeah. They went three and thirteen. They went three and thirteen. Winning fantasy team. And then and then the and then I stuck with them for two years. You, as a, a how old? How old were you? I was eleven. Wow, that takes yeah, some guts yeah. to really stick with it. I was eleven, and I just had it, and then two thousand nine, I had it went all in. So let me ask you, um, just quickly, we're going to talk some NFL for a bit, and then we're going to get into the second I have part never of the podcast. Seen the Super Bowl. I'm a Jets fan. Second part of the podcast. I've never seen any. I've never seen anything past the second round of the playoffs in mm-hmm. all my sports fandom. Um, Joe, what do you think? What do you see? Mets. Yep, I'm not a Mets fan. Don't count. Rangers. Nope. Molina. Um, Joe, Joe, um, NFL. What do you see out of these Saints? This, uh, this. All- oh, before I do that, what I didn't get, even get your reaction from the blown call. God fucking damn it! Hit me, hit me with it. You know what? Um, I'll tell For you. For all you who don't know, I'll uh, tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell give you. Give me the backstory. And I'll then, tell you. What your reaction on that? Because <laughs> January fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> the day that lives in infamy. January two thousand. <laughs> January fourteenth. 2018. Oh my god. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know how you could call it. Like I don't know if it's heartbreak. I don't know if it's depression, a, anger. I don't know what it was, but I just know I put my phone in a closet for three <laughs> days. Right. 
And I had to start every single day with hypnotherapy <laughs> and meditation to get through wow. it. Wow. You saw the Mardi Gras uh, raft they had uh, with the, with the, yeah, the blind the refs? Bell, uh, the blind yeah, refs. No, no, no. I'm not talking about 2019. I'm talking about 2018. Oh, what? 2018 was the... Yeah, what? The... Joe, we're way off. Joe, Marcus Williams. Joe, we're talking about the blown... I know. ...call. I know. Are talking about a different call now? So now I'm talking. I have to start with this one. Oh, Joe. Let's if that was your reaction in that year, what did you do last year? This year, I was okay. What? I was okay. I was satisfied. First I of all, he's going to say what he's going to say. Joe. I watched it in a spa in a hotel. <laughs> That's a mistake. So the second that it ended, I was able to just dissolve into a jacuzzi <laughs> and let all my fears and worries and anxieties just kind of. Dissolve with me, wow. but that's impressive. When it's no fault of my team, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of like I'm off the hook, right? You know, the fact that the NFL, uh, the NFL admitted, fucked it up. They admitted the they NFL said, fucked we, it up. We they completely made a fucked it up. Yeah, and that's it. Like I'm able to. I don't have to blame anyone. I don't have to question right. my. Fa- I don't have to be disappointed. You just knew in my that team. the ref made I could a mistake. I be disappointed in the league, right. and for that, that's much easier on me than getting upset. A, uh, 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 January 14th, 2018. Wow, that's very, very big take there. Uh, Joe, like okay, it. so quickly, what do you see off the, from their offseason thus far? Um, and what do you expect this coming season? Offseason, they had a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty low key one. They got rid of Mark Ingram. Pretty low key, pretty low key offseason because they got, they got rid they got, of Mark Ingram. Let me tell you, they got rid of Mark Ingram. Um, I think they replaced him with uh, Latavius Murray. Yes. Ingram getting a, old, though. I think an underrated uh, pickup was Jared Cook. They got Jared Cook from the, from the Raiders. Him plus Drew Brees is an interesting combination. They did need a tight end. They, they, they re-signed Teddy Bridgewater. They did need a tight end. So what? You know, what are you expecting? What do you think out of the offseason? What do you? What's your record going for? What do you think next season? What do you think, what do you think they do? I mean, I just love the way they're operating. It's about their defense. Like though. they're really just operating so well. Their secondary is incredible. It's. it's I mean, Drew Brees, Drew Brees looked. Old Their the running that, game is unbelievable, game. and it's okay that Drew Brees what? looks old no, because other people... At the end of that playoff game, he looked old. Other man. people... 100% he looked old. He did not have a season that he had the past two years. And other people are picking up the slack. And for me... This is on Channel 4, by the way, not the NBA Finals. Yeah. All right, keep going. Keep going for you. I don't know why but, you just got so... Anyway, anyway. Big takes. <laughs> anyway... Um, the way that they're operating is just so, so balanced. Their defense right. is good. Their running game is good. They have a they have the best receiver in the league. Yep. Like it's just it's it, it, it's amazing. I was actually at a game. What was their record last uh, last year? Thirteen and 13 three. Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. What are you expecting this year? If you're zero and two, what? What are you expecting this year? Kamara gets better. Uh, I mean, Thomas not going away. Drew Brees, you're saying, is still serviceable. Fucking amazing. They have some rookie rookie receivers that are looking pretty interesting. 12 and 12. I think they were. I think they. I think they they Drew Brees is getting older. Oh, okay. So your whole speech, and you agree with us. Once you you win 12 or or games are up, it's all the same shit. Like, 12 games. They're going to get the division. They're a championship contender. They're going to get the division. That's like the Patriots record every single year. 12 and 4, yeah. They're gonna get the division. They gotta show they the Panthers are a mess, <laughs> and the Falcons like are Phil a mess. Belichick, like we have cheating, to lose yeah. a couple games, guys. Sorry, and the Bucks are a mess. Um, okay, so we're moving on. Um, just some 
one more NFL topic because I know you're a big fan of the NFL. Love the NFL. It's like a, um, like a Todd Gurley. Yeah. Todd Gurley. News out of Rams camp that Todd Gurley this go up oh, this season is, is going to get a reduced, diminished workload. This is near and dear to my come heart. On. I mean, come on. Let me, like, let me, let you me have a guy. This. Can I open it? Can I yeah, open it? I mean, first of all, everyone saw the game. Everyone saw the whole playoffs last last year where he just he just didn't play. I mean, he had forty yards in the. In I the still last don't have an answer for that. Just like I don't have the answer for Malcolm. What do you mean? The, the answer guy, obvious. but the guy, the guy is twenty four years old. He wasn't injured. Todd Gurley is hundred. Dude, he's it. This is the whole thing that's coming out. He was injured in the in the playoffs. So now this year, and they, they think he has a knee injury that's not going to heal heal very well. So he no longer threw down. He's twenty four years old. Yeah, but he's playing fucking old. football. He's the best I mean, in the world. Twenty-four-year-old. Okay, this is to retire he fleeced their, everybody. Listen, this. he's not going to retire. But well, what's that guy? Um, a couple, bunch of guys do that. You don't hear about them because they're on the uh, right, right, yeah, the yeah. teams. But that's listen, big, listen, listen. Topic. How much uh, Todd Gurley made out from this? He just signed an extension for forty million dollars. Ridiculous. Right? And and he gets it because oh, he's so young, he's so amazing. Next year gets injured, maybe he's going to be affected the rest of his life. Who won out like in this case? Who's looking at this? Is like, wow, fuck, we I I just signed and and somebody else signed, Le'Veon Bell. It's like, oh, interesting. See, this is why I held out. Todd Gurley got his money. Wow, very they, interesting. They showed um, they could have paid him like two million this year and then like seven million next year and then this is Gurley? nine million Gurley. Wow. And then except they go, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we don't want him to like hold out or anything like that. We're, we're gonna, gonna pay him. resign him forty million. Wow. Gets injured. I mean, the obvious they question could have is... They could 12. The obvious question minutes. is... 12. Um, Ooh, he's coming. Ooh, Clay. Clay. We don't know yet. Should he play, question mark? Not sure. Okay. The question is, um, first of all, what is a bell cow running back these days? And second of all, h- how many years does an actual running back give you in the NFL? Four, Joe, what do you think? Almost. Let me hear Joe's. Five, five years. That's you train best. your entire life. That's You're in the 1% run, of the world's athletes, and you play. You do what you do for five years. Isn't that sad? Listen, that's football. Unfortunately, that's football. Your your career is over when most careers start. Thirty one years old, you're a fossil. <laughs> sure. Unless you're one of the greats, well, like thirty uh, Emmett Smith or those guys. You know. they Adrian play like Peterson. Twelve years. Thirty. Adrian Peterson is yeah, a miracle. Adrian, Adrian a miracle. had some crazy games. He had a crazy game, but he's, he's one a, of he's, a, he's an exception. He's an exception. Right. Usually, the 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 original age was thirty. Running back gets to thirty years old, and they're yeah. done. Yeah. We're talking about a twenty four year old. That's my that's my beef with this. I mean, yeah. give the guy got a injury, man. He's got in, we, no, 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 100%. If his knee isn't gonna, I know. Like it it's was. sad. It's also sad because that's the reality. I mean, he got mad monies though. Yeah. I, okay. So based off but of this, gonna, I mean, you got to keep an eye on that for uh, fantasy. We're not gonna Ooh. get duped. I don't know if the next guy. We're gonna do a fantasy podcast. Jeffrey Shrem, Mike, Joe, like, Joe, seventy-five. Todd Gurley. <laughs> he's not gonna know. He's, he's not gonna know he's out of the NFL. And somehow he's gonna win, and then he's gonna say, "Oh, I'm a genius." Joe, based on that, Russell Wilson came out publicly and said, I want to play until I'm 45 years old. That's basically what uh, what Tom Brady is doing. I thought you told me 50. What's your What's your opinion on that? But just based off of our conversation just now on Tom Gurley. I think it's realistic. I have, I have a great thing. Russell Wilson? Um, well, With his playing style? You know what? No, because he doesn't get the ball out as quick as Tom Brady. He just doesn't. He likes to run around. He likes to run so for first So you're saying down. he can't do it. He likes to get hit. So no, he can't do it. Right. Okay, I have a different take on it. I think he can. First off, as he gets older, he's not going to take as many hits. Second, biggest uh, thing is on his side is the referees and the rules and the NFL are going to be more and more and more quarterback friendly. Why? Because they're the face of the franchise. They're the people. Uh, people yep. everyone wants to see. Yep. They're going to get. They're going to bring the money in, money in. So if that's a two thousand eighteen quarterbacks us. keep getting injured, they're just going to keep being more protected. Russ is is going to be able to play if he's still good enough. 
It's just so an all star game. Yeah. There's no defense. That's yeah. a 2018. Just bring out the flags. Don't even make. Just make it two. I think flag football would actually be more exciting than. <sighs> Come on. The, I think the all star game, the the uh, the Pro Bowl should yeah. be played to a uh, flag. Flag. Because everyone would go out all out. You would dive and play. shit. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like yeah. the D line, they don't know if they should go in or not or whatever. Okay, quick current events. Wait, this is wild, called a, oh, wild card question. Yep. Coming out with it. Hit me with it. I thought he meant like Antonio Brown. Is on the t- is 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 offered yep. in a auction draft. Yeah. How much do you pay? How much is the budget? What's the budget? Two hundred. Joe, you didn't even show. Joe was in our fantasy league. He didn't even show up to the draft. He got his entire team <laughs> drafted by a twelve-year-old, and he almost won. <laughs> I almost won. Joe picked the this kid. I should say picked uh, Mickey's uh, ne- yeah, brother. Yeah. He picked the entire Saints offense, and you used to. You didn't even realize, but you. <laughs> You picked a team that like put up two hundred points a game, um, but what mostly, were you saying? Sorry. Mostly overplay, overpaid for two hundred players. He had no money to get to get the bench. He just had to auto fill the guys. It was not even like active roster players. Two hundred. Yeah. Wait, well, how much you paying? A B. I'm not paying zero zero. Wow. Zero, zero for an A B. No, I'm not. Raiders. I'm not bidding on him. He's like not if, bidding. if somebody gave him one dollar, take him. But yeah. I'm not bidding on him because it's too much of a risk. He lost. Uh, 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 is a huge teammate in Juju when and, he left, and you know that that Mickey or Jacob Franco is going to bid. They're oh. going to they're going to bid each other up, so you don't have to really touch it. No, Jacob you know Franco maybe go doesn't for, like AB anymore. No, he but left. you know he's going to go for real money. He's not going to go for twenty five for sure. But it's not worth it. But that's why you yes, don't. That's why you don't. Bucks. That's why you don't okay. bet. I'm not paying elite money for him. Anything over 50 forty? Dollars. Yeah, anything over forty, I'm not. All right, we're moving on to the current events. This is called the. I feel uh, like Joe was trying to get some draft advice from me. Yeah, he's trying to get some insight. No, 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 no. I don't know. Like, one more question on, a, on the draft. I retired from I think, fantasy. I think we might uh, reconsider the the podcast. We don't make uh, make it public our strategies. You know. Ooh, wait till after fantasy. Yeah, season. we'll release it after the season. <laughs> okay, um, Joe. Some 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 news out of uh, uh, I don't know where they host this show, but Jeopardy. <laughs> Big James, I don't like know. Oklahoma. Big amazing. James. So that, yep, he's out. Joe, Jimmy hosts Jeopardy. I think LA, LA. probably LA. LA, LA, LA. Okay, James Holzhauer. LA, LA. James Holzhauer's reign of terror is oh, over. Man. Joe's, Joe's intrigued. After I don't know how many games, thirty plus games, two point four million dollars, he lost. So let me give you some. Let me give you some interesting wait, stuff. Wait, before the stats, yeah. I have a question. So you know how he won way more than Ken Jennings with less shows. Right. Did was the board worth the same when Ken Jennings played? One hundred percent, yeah, same oh, game. He just didn't get as much money per okay, game. No, right, exactly. Wow, so Ken Jennings, fuck. Ken Jennings averaged like half the amount. Of this That's game. crazy. You're also Ridiculous. Running, you know, Jeopardy's increasing the amount of each value of, of each, each question. Of each question, they're really? doubling it for each. How much did he walk away? He won two point four million. Joe, yeah, hasn't changed. Joe, let me give you this. Joe, let me give you this. I I was listening to shout out to Jeff Schrem who turned me on to this podcast Planet Money on NPR. Uh, they were talking about how this guy basically, not rigged, but how he figured this game out. It's not just about knowing random shit. It's about understanding Strategy. how to play the game, yeah. right? Okay, so this is part of their, their podcast. I'm surprised it took this long. First of, all, first of all, the most important thing in the game, and I'm, I'm assuming everyone knows how to play Jeopardy, but the most important thing in the game is just the buzzer. Literally, so what James Holsauer did is he sat at home, and as they, uh, he kind of figured it out that, the, that the, 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 you could only press the buzzer when Alex Trebek finishes the question. If you press the buzzer, before. even a second before he finishes the question, you're kind of locked out yeah. for a second. So yeah. you basically lose it. So it's all just timing. It's kind of like a crappy video game. You just but, whoever can press but this there are plenty of, yeah, of guys. Yeah, there are plenty okay, of people. But it gives you that, a trip. Yeah, No, I, I get what you're saying because yeah. really 
you might know 70% of the questions, but you don't 100%. answer it because you own BuzzFest. And you see a lot of But there time. are a lot of pl- yeah. players that if they if they were able to have that strategy and, and do that, they'd still fuck okay, it up. Okay, but I, I still think that they read the question beforehand and they know, they know if they know the answer or not. Or they get five seconds to answer it. So basically, it's a buzzer game. Oh, That's what you're mean. playing. Second of all, um, Double Jeopardy. This guy, I mean, if you've that seen any of the games. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So thing. what is his strategy with Double Jeopardy? First of all, uh, there have been statisticians that have looked at where it's been most likely to pick the double jeopardy out of the rows, and it's basically almost exclusively in the third and fourth row. So basically, the second to uh, hardest and the third to hardest questions. It's always that. It's 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 I ninety percent like there. Yeah. Oh, that's, cr- that's so crazy so what is they, yeah, so what is James Holsauer? What does James Holsauer do? I thought they would randomize it. What does James Holsauer do? Only picks right? those rows. No. What does he do? What he does is he picks the bottom. He picks the bottom row first because he knows that the bottom is is. Let me let me say, it. the bottom is 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 never going to be a double jeopardy, and it's the most value uh, question. So what he wants the to do is never going to be a jeopardy. It's it's like never been a jeopardy, double jeopardy. So what he wants to do Wait, what is, is when double jeopardy happens. What happens again? Everyone okay, gets the question. You get no. You get, you get the bid? question. You get the question. You get oh, you okay. get the bet up until how much money you have, right? Okay. Okay. In the gambling, this guy's a professional gambler. So in the gambling, oh, world, I get what you're saying. So he get the most money in his right, account. Let me say it. Let me say it. In the gambling world, this is called basically an even money proposition where you have like roulette or you have something that's a 50-50 chance. It's, it's, it's even higher than that. It's a 70% okay, chance. Okay, right, exactly. Because they, like, they know him more than that? No. Because so he knows gen- the answers. Gen- so generally but, in, ru- in roulette, the, ho- the house in every game always has a 51% chance to yes. win. So even in roulette, you can't, if you bet on the double, black, the double there, uh, there's a double zero. There's double zero. zero. So right. the, the house always has in every game 51% chance. But but, but let me say, in that in that game, you get a one-to-one payout. Basically, Jeez. as much as you put yes, up, yes. as much as you put up, that's how much you get. And this is not a roulette, not a 51 against him. This is yeah. arguably 80%. How many questions does this guy it's get 70, right? It's 78%. Right. So he's like, there's no other place in the world. Right. Where you get this get kind of payback. to one payout right. on a 78% so all of it. chance. So he's like, as a professional gambler, I have to make that bet. Right. So what's his strategy? What's I think this is interesting. What What's his strategy? His strategy is that... Uh, obviously, like a moral obligation to him. Yeah. If you if you get double jeopardy in the beginning of the game, you can't bet as much, right? right, right. So what he does is he stacks the pot with thousand yeah. dollar questions. Right. First of all, the other contestants are are not they're, they're new to the game. They yeah, get, yeah, they're they, all, they don't get to uh, warm up at exactly, all. Like exactly, exactly. And this guy's fr- flying across categories, which is hard to even keep track of anyway. Yeah. From, from a viewer, but he's 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 piling in the money. And then he does double jeopardy, bets it all, and then within five minutes of the game, he's, uh, you know, the game's he, out of hand. The game's 000, out of hand. Like 10,000, whatever the number is. By the end of single jeopardy, his average score was like $18,000. Wow. And that's, that's what people get when they generally win. That's that. I mean, he broke. Isn't that amazing. It. He, but I mean, he also has no all out of the answers. You know, he owned, yeah, that's it. But you know, he owns all the top 15 winning winnings. Like per game, game, yeah. Game is all right. what, what, what was his uh, accuracy in the questions? Like in, Very like, high, like 75, 80%. No, no, no. no that's no, dumb. That's accurate, high. His accuracy in the questions yeah. is like 97%. That, that's wow, crazy. Really? So a guy who would barely so get one wrong. Him and Ken Jennings. Did he do like full games without getting anything wrong? Yeah, so the last game he was in, when he lost, when the game that he lost, and first of all, he didn't lose to an ordinary person. The person we lost to had their wrote their PhD right, their on thesis. Jeopardy. <laughs> their, their thesis, thesus, PhD oh, so she on knew Jeopardy. She, she knows her shit. And Does she think she's going to go right now? No. I don't There are... It's really hard to do that. You have to be a... Fu- you know, he took off a year of his life. He quit his job, quit gambling, which he did full-time, and spent a year... He probably lost money on this. A year tracking Jeopardy, all that shit. 
Oh, but you, I think he probably makes more than two point five million. No, he million. definitely. Because everyone wanted to watch Jeopardy because they want to see James. So ratings went way up. Oh, yeah. the all seven. right, all right. So before we get into break, Joe got his Murray's Joe grill. Joe found his uh, Murray's grill. Oh, um, where'd you go? Food, chicken walk or something? Something. Uber Let's Eats. See. Okay, yeah. listen, Joe. You you've watched the uh, the episodes, all of them, right? By heart. You know them by heart. Which ones? Big takes of Dick and Bones. Of course. <laughs> okay. So you know what happens Everyone when we tell us that. When I we bring I in, you know what happens you know? when we bring in a guest. We uh, we start every oh, episode yeah, with before. with something called a candy tasting yeah, activity. Holy this shit! Is, yeah. This is the latest we've Holy done this episode. Usually it's way earlier. Yeah, right? well we have to do it with our guests. Wait a minute. Wait Basically, wait. this is the rules, Joe. It's one bite. Yeah, everyone knows the rules. I want to hear. I want to hear what Joe's about to say. We have a top five. Gummy candies in all time. Very excited. Let me introduce a fruit gushers. This is a classic. You know, we, I, we, definitely, we, definitely sway, we definitely sway towards the sour. We Ooh, like going sour. in. I'm going in right now. Fruit Gushers, Get super one. sour berries. Holy We're going to go in, Joe. One bite. Everyone knows what else. Oh, this is like very gooey. Mm. I got a red one. Joe, I got a blue one. Oh, you know what happens? They pop in the fucking bag. Wow. Oh, my God. This is, this is my childhood. This is a different world. Joe, what do you got? One wow. bite. Everyone knows the rules. One to ten. Give me your score. Oh, my God. Sweet and sour at the same time. Mm-hmm. I know we're a legion to sour patch here, but goddamn, this is gonna get this is gonna get a nine. This is gonna get a nine. Wow, point rookie two. score nine point. Whoa. Well, she kind of rookie point. score first goal. That's in the one. top three. You know that, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. No. 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 I, I would agree it's good, but the nine is no. sacred territory. It's an eight three. No, oh, I think you, it's well, you guys are grossly. No, I think it's higher no, than that. This is a good candy. We've had way better on. I, I would rather the. Um, I'm not a candy guy. I don't get. I don't come across. I'd rather candy. sour patch exploders than these. Way, way higher. Way Ooh, higher. I don't know. It's right there. They're one and no, two. I'm, no, no. I'm also a Haribo those guy. Those are way better, right? But those, those are just. Those are. I'm gonna give this a seven one. It's wow, good. wow, that's that's a that's no, a that, that's a that, that's some of the best candy. Ever I think it's eight point seven. Eight point seven. Joe, listen up. We're gonna go on a little break, and then we're gonna bring Joe back for a little. A little uh, comedic, little, little, little relief. A little comedic relief. Thirty seconds. We'll be back. We gotta get bones. We gotta get a camera in here to record our dance parties and our uh, little halftime charades because they are. Dude, hysterical. that song is fantastic. We gotta up. Joe, what what movie was that song from? Quiz. Tuberbed. Dick, you got it. A Disney movie? No, Kill Bill. Oh, great soundtrack. Uh, great soundtrack. Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gents, Let's to where, the, where she's fighting um, Lucy Liu. Uh-huh. Do you remember Lucy's name? I do not. What is it? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to episode 12 of Big Taste of Dick and Bones. We are proud to have a semi-professional again, again co- comedy budding genius in the room, uh, Joe Sutton. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. Our, our next segment of the podcast, Joe, is going to talk about your many comedic values and the story and... I guess we'll just we'll start from there. How'd you get into comedy? 
at least at least from a formal setting. You've always been funny, but like, I'll tell how you, did I'll you tell get you into what it? Was. Give me the story. I always liked like telling jokes, but one time I was actually in a comedy club. Um, I think it was called Danger Fields. We went, we went with a couple of friends. And this guy One gets up. This place was called Danger Fields. <laughs> right. And this guy gets up. And you're in the audience. I'm in the audience. Right. And he was so bad. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking. There's I can do that. If he's bad and he's up there, that means that I could also be bad and still have a chance of being up there. Like, I could still. How old are you and you realize that? 20. Wow. So, what I did was... And you was, wanted to... You, you said to yourself, I want to be up there. Was that I said, I want to be up there. Right. Okay. I want to give it... What chance? So, like, I looked around and I looked to see, like, all right, how do I get started? I was in college at the time. I was in Hofstra. Mm-hmm. They had a... I learned they have a comedy club called Ha Ha Hofstra. That was it called. <laughs> and... They're probably really funny. <laughs> Bunch of white kids. It's not that you sit down. Hofstra's not all white. It's not that you sit down and you write material. You know, like oh, this would be funny or this would be funny. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't start like that. It starts with a little frustration, mm. a little anger, a little stress, and it takes a little bit of a neurotic mind right. to turn that neurotic into humor. Neurotic. neurotic. Oh. But I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You know? So, so, right. So I'm trying to get to the motivation behind it. First, you said, I wanted to be up there. I, want I to wanted be, to be up there. You want to be now, the limelight. What am I going to say? Right. Okay. What am I going to say? I have all these so things. It's, it's, but it, uh, a, a byproduct of that was stress relief, it sounds like. It wasn't stress relief. It was the stress that accumulated in my 20-year-old brain, right. which was predominantly just about my inability to court women. Okay. I looked at it and I said, uh, "We're getting an incoming call from DC. Should we answer it?" Oh wow! Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. We got former right, guest DC. Look. All right, we're gonna answer it. We'll real pause quick. that real quick. We don't get these very often. DC, DC, you're on the podcast. DC, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for calling in. Oh, about the podcast, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys. All right, you're on air. Actually, huh? you're on air. We are recording this. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling in, Dan. All right, so back to our back to our topic I'm, I'm at hand, comedy. What do you have to say? Oh, I was kind of scared. Um, back to the back to the topic at hand, comedy. So, Joe, um, let's go through kind of your comedic uh, journey. I mean, how how when was that when was that scene when you had that first uh, so, the first at least experience? So I saw it all pretty it happened pretty fast. Like I saw that this guy was up there. Then I kind of wanted to. How old were you? What year was it? I was twenty years old. Okay. Um, and I found, I did some research, I found that they have a comedy club in my school. Okay. Ha ha. So I said, all right, next week I'm going to go up there and I'm going to, I'm going to perform. I'm going to say something. Okay. I didn't know what yet. And. That's a good idea. Sign up and then you have to do something, you know? That's when. We'll have to do a training. Yeah. Yeah. Sign up for a marathon, like, fuck, I have to train. Yeah. (laughs) So that's when I started thinking like, okay, all this stress and anxiety that I have. I have an avenue now to turn it into humor. Got it. Cool. And so, I remember my first joke ever was, um, it, it, it was just about a club. And it was, 
talking about clubs and the history of social clubs on campus and how, you know, back then... Oh, they meant like a... Like a, yeah. club. Like a dance club. You're yeah, like, like a, an Unsoon's club. Oh, Unsoon's. I thought oh, you were talking about a frat club. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, an I actual club. And frat was the second part of that bit. Okay. But I started thinking because I would be in... Um, I would be in the club... And I would see women. I would see a woman that I that I, that I liked that I wanted to, and I realized that if I go over to her, and I introduced myself, and I used my words, huh, cool. I would be rejected in a heartbeat. Right. Because the proper thing to do was to go next to her. Thrust my penis on top of her. That's 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 the way to do it. And hope that she doesn't call the police. And then continue she accepts to my dad. to continue to thrust. And then I would put my hand on her for some reason. You have to. And then I would whisper in her ear, or really yell in her ear or something. I'm Joe. <laughs> and then she would just say to me. And then she would say, and then I'd be like, try, I guess now is when the time you make conversation. So like I think of something and it'll be like, it's still be awkward conversation. Yeah, this is going to be the first it. Joe Sutt special. Like we, we just, we're we just recorded. Insider, yeah, exactly. Insider. We're just recording. And I said. Nobody's recorded it yet. And I said. <clears throat> what's your major? Oh, in the middle of the club. In the middle of the club. <laughs> right. While <I'm> practically, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> she wrote back. And then I said to her something like, because I continued the same, like, quirky old dad guy who <laughs> uses sentences to pick up a girl. And I realized this. I was like, but it used to be that in the, in the past, universities would find it that they're obligated to, pr- to provide some type of social space where students could, you know, talk to each other and there could be some camaraderie after hours. How that turned into... Mm, Oh. Joe, we hear your pain. I don't know. So translate that into into comedy. So I think it's ironic. I think it's ironic. So that was pretty I know, much I know that. that I think it's also ironic though that you you know you were afraid to talking to these girls and whether you end up reducing that stress with 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 speech, you know, with yeah. with your words. Cool. But then the problem was, but now I'm seeing who the the, the guys that are getting the girls. Yeah, it's, now, it's a joke. It's the frat guys. Right. So now my mind got obsessive over that, and that was another bit because it's like. Um. Hey, you want to be friends with us? Right. Yeah, just give us two thousand dollars and let Kyle over there shit in your mouth. <laughs> that was your life. That was. Let a, me ask you, Joe. Joe, based was. on this, based on this exact conversation, where do you get? Um, you know, where do where do any um, any comedic stand up or really any 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 comedy people? Where do they get the material from? How do you? Where do you get inspiration from? How do you gather? I think uh, that things it, for, for, I think for that ideas? happens. I think that happens in everyday life, and I think like situational comedy. It's situational comedy, but I don't think yeah. it's so. But there's other types. Of I don't think it happens from sitting on a desk, from sitting near a desk, and you know, carving some time out to write comedy. I think it happens when you're in the middle of your daily life, right. and something happens that you can't fathom. What do you call it? experiential? Experience? Situation. Situational. Situational. Right. And you just say experimental. Comedy. I, uh, this is ridiculous. 
This is insane. This is moronic. So it sounds like you learned from the Larry David. Uh, just all, it's just uh, every day. It's just every day. It just every day. One of my best right. bits just came from being at a sales job. Right. And seeing all the people that work there. Um, I did a bit. It was called Native American History. And... Let's get it. I'm um, basically I, I was working at a job. It was a very typical sales job. They want you on the phone all the time, reading right. some dumb script and whatever. What were you selling? And we were selling um, industrial grade aluminum siding. Oh, sexy! You're basically Jim in, in uh, the office. Whatever the fuck, <laughs> right? He was selling paper. Exactly. So now I'm like looking at this day to day, and I'm. Comparing it with some of the people that are on my team, and the bit was, you know, like, colleges, they say all of this Gandhi bullshit at the <laughs> orientation. You could be whatever you want to be, <laughs> shoot for the moon, you'll right. land on a star. What they really leave out is, <laughs> you're probably going to fucking end up in a sales job. Like, let's, selling, let's be realistic. Selling uh, industrial, let's be realistic. Industrial selling whatever the fuck. Look, everybody everybody <laughs> can't be the CEO. It's not everybody can't be the CEO. Do what you love. You're ever working a day of your life. That is very true. You <laughs> right. won't. So basically, you take you take experiences. You take it. Richie's right. You take situations and and Larry David esque uh, humor was, to it. Was he a big influence to you? Think? Yeah. Who who are your idols? So my idol, um, it's not exactly so much um, like Larry. Da- Jerry Seinfeld. It's a complicated question. Apparently. Jerry Seinfeld. Not not really my not really my idol. Larry David. The way that his brain works, I idolize that. He's a genius. For delivery, I like guys like John Mulaney. Yeah. And, oh, okay. And Stephen Colbert. Yep. I think they're really phenomenal. Um, Jim Gaffigan, also very good. Yep. Uh, Louis C.K., one of my favorites. Jerry Seinfeld, not on the list. Jerry Seinfeld's not on the list. I don't like Louis C.K. anymore. Chappelle is yeah, right? recently Chappelle. been added to the list, right. but only recently when he has so much... Confidence because right. he's so fucking successful <laughs> that he doesn't even doesn't care anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is Joe, just, let me ask don't you. Joe, let me ask you. Um, and I, I introed with this. You've always been a funny guy. Well, thank you. You're but my question is, my, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. But the yeah. question is, the question is, is being <laughs> funny, is being funny, uh, like innate? Is it? Is just a, a talent that people have, or is it something oh. you have to work? You have to work at basically. It's innate. It's innate. Oh, it's I innate. Disagree. I think it's innate. I just think it's innate. I think you can't really work on it because, I don't know, it's... So, but when you're working on it, we're going to get into preparation, how you prepare your, your skits in, in, in a little bit, but basically, then you can't just, then comedians shouldn't practice their stand-ups, they should just go out and be funny. It's, well, Jerry Seinfeld, not one of my idols, actually said this, and I think it's very true, you can't be a comedian unless you're funny. Okay. That's I think I agree with that. I think I agree with it's that. Very simple. But the difference between but the you, great, you can't be the difference a between the great and the and the just the average comedians is how much you work. Agreed. Okay, so could I, uh, wait, 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 let him let him respond to that. So the working, the working, or you just think Jerry Seinfeld is just that much funnier. You don't need to work hard to create good material. You need to work hard to get big. You need to do. A, it's just a lot of hustle. It's a lot of. You're talking about business, business hustling. Thing of like, yeah, you got it. Uh, so you gotta, you're not saying comedy hustle. Comedy hustle. You, your mind. You can't have this hard work mentality. Oh, interesting. You can't have this. I gotta be, you know, like it just has to kind of come to you. All right. I mean, uh, Dick, what's your rebuttal to this? All right. So first off, um, you said is is uh, being funny innate. I think being elite 
at being funny is innate, just like any other sport. But um, you could go from extremely not funny, super awkward, mm-hmm. and terrible timing to learn that stuff and delivery, and then start to get more. That's funny. more socially acclimated. Sure, right. right. But but that's be, that's just with being in that situation over and over again, and and socially funny. But yes, I I agree. The the um, the top top of the, the the cream there, cream of the crop, mm-hmm. they are innately more funny than an, than a given human. And then the second thing you said was, um, what was the other, the next point? Can you basically work to be better? That's my question. No, there was one right before that. I had to chime in on. No, um, Joe. So based off of that, uh, we know that you do prepare your, your your shows, right? It's not like you just get on stage and, and are funny, correct? Right. Okay. So take no, us prepare, through that. Take us through that. Take us through the editing. Take us through the preparation process. How, what's your typical uh, format? How do you how do you do it? How do you approach it? So what happens is first, like my latest one was the Bachelor. The oh, Bachelor was one yeah. of my latest um, stable um, bits. And it went up well. It went very, very well. Mm-hmm. So, the process really is. Number one, identify ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. You have to identify ridiculousness. So I'm watching The Bachelor, and you just see how ridiculous the show is. Now you take a second, you say, "Okay, why is it ridiculous?" And it turns out there are a lot, a lot of reasons why it's ridiculous. <laughs> right. But the funny people, they don't grab the low-hanging fruit, they... They try too hard. They go around the low-hanging fruit. It's the unexpected joke that... that, It's the unexpected joke that... that that It's the obvious. No, it's the non-obvious joke. No, it's the non-obvious joke of the very prevalent topic. So it's like... Yeah. Okay. Because the audience is expecting one thing and they're... And in their minds... I say The Bachelor and they're ready to think of like crazy girls screaming over a guy. But what I'm focusing on... Is the jobs. Right. And now you think I'm making fun of the jobs. No, no, no. I'm actually saying, like, my bit was, instead of saying, yeah, there are really funny jobs out there, that's I not going to be funny watching. because I just told you that there's funny jobs. So if I say there's a dog walker, and if I say, <laughs> you know, that there's a yoga enthusiast, and, you know, there's a dozen social media managers, <laughs> that's right. not that that's funny because I already introduced that. But when I say there's a chiropractor, then you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't fit the rest One of, of these them. things is not like the other. What is he going with the chiropractor? He said, so my angle was, you're a chiropractor. Like, you have a career. Yeah, you, you can go do something with your life. You shouldn't be. <laughs> so basically, you're taking these, these, um, these situations, these, these common situations, I would say, and, and how, do you put, how do you piece together different parts of your, of your segments? Like, what, so what are you looking have, for? So that's, three what are you looking so for that's have, in common with the uh, with So the now, segments? it's usually a rule of three. So you usually want to get three things, There's three parts number. of the joke, right? Like, um, another joke I did was um, the, uh, the sexual harassment joke. There's an announcement on the train. It says, you know, uh, a crowded train is no excuse for sexual harassment. That's funny. But where you're going with it is right. really where you take it home. And then you look at all the guys on the train and it's very easy. It's, it, it's very easy for, the, for you to say, oh, no, uh, whatever. But if you make the guy arrogant <laughs> about it sure. and you say like, damn it, how did they know? <laughs> it's a different it's spin on it. But it all comes together 
almost like I don't know. It's it, with flow. Like you find something that's ridiculous, right. you harp on it a little bit, you obsess about. But you're it connecting. Bit. You're connecting the 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 sexual aspect on the train to the the dog walkers and the chiropractors. No, 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 on, no, on no, the no, 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 no. That was in. It was in the yeah, same. No, was unrelated. That was different. <laughs> unrelated. No. So that's part of my question. Is is how do you take unrelated things and put them together into one cohesive seamless the same show? Way. So the segue. I feel like it could be like totally about anything. It could be. Segue. It could be about anything. So everything could be boiled down into one little common denominator. Right. Got you it. know, it's very simple. You talk about That's the, the train. Got it. Talk about the train, and you say, "I take the train." You know, I said, "Yeah, I take the train to work." There's this crazy girl in my office. For some reason, she loves the Bachelor. I love the Bachelor also. Right. You get into the. You get into the bit. Yeah. You have a little segue. You have a little train where you know it's a little word association that you got play. It, got so it. You play with the. The train gets you to work. You meet the girl, and then got you it, talk to the bachelor. Tricking the you're <laughs> tricking the audience is mine. You're right. Reminds me of when we went um, to. Uh, it's like DJ. From, you can't just cut to the yeah, next I song. Yeah, I got David lunches to what was it? No way. I don't know. All right. No, I actually did every time. All right, listen. So Joe, Joe, we got the preparation part. We got like sort of the the background story. Now we're gonna get into the actual uh, performance, right? The so act. yeah, the act, right? So you prepared the jokes. You watched the Bachelor. You found all the the funny things in there. Now, let me just talk about your how you you started this when you're what? 20 years old, 21 20 years, years old. old yeah. So 5 years, right? It's a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. 4 or 4 and a half years. So so first of all, how do you or if the answer is I'm still working on it, how do you kind of identify your comedic voice? Like your style, your you know, your your timing, like what what is your persona when you're on stage? How how did you define it? So so I listen to a lot of comedy actually and you fan of Joe Rogan? Not really. No. Yeah, I don't think he's a good comic either. I technically really observe them, not with the material, but the way they deliver it and the way they craft and the way they pause and the way... Like, I'm very, um, I would say, not OCD, but I have an attention to detail on, on, on their delivery. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that I like and that I want to adapt. And I've done that a lot with Stephen Colbert, like the way that... He uses eloquence and lists and, you know, c- conviction. What would you say you're most, you're most like? Um, I would say Tough either question, a, 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 it's a cross between Mulaney, um, Colbert, and Gaffigan. Because I'm not vulgar. Right. I'm not vulgar. Yeah, I don't, I don't like part vulgar. Of, part of my not to be a saint. I don't really care that much. You're not Dave Chappelle. I don't... I don't know. It has to be... Tactfully used. Right. It's a weapon. So you're more smart than Bob I'm more Saget. smart. Right. I'm more Bob, smart. Bob Saget. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, super. I was vulgar. thinking about Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld's totally clean. Is that is that something they talk to you about? Like in, your, I mean, do you, have you had any training or any like, uh, you know, any no. any guys who have mentored you? Like, how do you learn this? All just no, on the job. No, um, not at all. And I I don't like mentors because. Right. Everyone, everyone is different. And everyone's style is completely, completely different. Right. And I think it's hard to be mentored on the on the delivery on the organic process. Right. But on the, the business side, on the business can. side, one hundred percent, you get mentored. Can we talk 100%. about that for a second? The business side. The business side. I mean, you obviously are doing it just for the love of the just for uh, kicks. Love of the love yeah. of the act, love act, of the game. You know, love of the game, right? But I mean, there are plenty of of pretty sad individuals who live in New York City and say, I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to be a famous very, very, very guy. Sad. And, and uh, like, w- first of all, how many of those do you think actually pan out? And second of all, what does it take business-wise? What's the best business strategy to really make it big? If you theoretically wanted to be the next, you know, Kevin Hart, whatever it is, 
What's your What's your strategy? So theori- theoretically, I think it should be a nine to five job. I really do. I think you should get a very good video, um, and I think if that vid- not a nine to five job, it's actually obviously more than that because you're going to perform. But I think you should perform. You should get a very good video of you performing, mm-hmm. and then from you know from we your work in the day it's just all sales you just find different clubs and you try it out you try to get gigs and you try to get business and you try to get known and you network and you try to find agents (laughs) you're just you're just you're just hustling you're just hustling total hustling but you know what when you do that you kind of lose the enjoyment for it because one thing that I do I never like to say the same joke twice Right. I don't. It's not fun for me. The fun part is the creating part and seeing the. If I know what joy. But wait, but wait a minute. You think that the guys who've made it big don't aren't enjoying themselves? Kevin is not, Kevin Hart's not enjoying himself. That's not what I said. It's like they're they're almost uh, uh bands or singers that. Well, just it's like basketball. Yeah, or, or it's like basketball players. I I definitely think. No, basketball, basketball players, players enjoy playing that's basketball. That's a different product every time. Right. These guys are literally performing the same. Right, that's interesting. But 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 respond to that one. Do do you think that as you get more and more famous and you have to work? work more and more you know hard every day is that make it less enjoyable do you think the big time guys are like not really happy i mean let's say you're going on tour right you're going on tour you have 50 shows in two months right Mm -hmm. you start out in new york you start out in philly you know it's or 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 boston 50 shows in two months is that a real thing yeah wow that's a lot yeah. All right. So you're saying, all right. I'll let you say it. But it, you're saying it's a toll. A day it's a toll for two months straight. Two and a half months, but it's a lot. They really jam a lot in there. And she said. <clears throat> you have to think like now you're performing in St. Louis. Right. You know, to not a to you yeah. you to a to a sell out to the thirteen hundred people, where in Ma- you were you were in Madison Square. Yeah, but the question Garden. is, would you rather do that or sell uh, industrial? Uh, tinfoil, whatever you sold, right? It's a job, but it's a job that you have to do. I would rather do the job. I'd rather, I would rather, honestly, I would rather do the job. You'd rather keep it sacred. Because I'd rather keep it sacred. Right, exactly. I'd rather keep it sacred. I'd rather keep it mine. Right, I got it. Okay, Joe, we're talking but about... I don't think they view themselves as funny people. I think they view themselves as, as like, as like um, writers, mm-hmm. as like creative writers, where they're, instead of you being a magazine or a book or something else, or a script, right, a director's script, their um, their medium is jokes, comedy, and right. that they're gonna just deliver to the to people. It's not so much on, on like like they're probably not even funny in real well, life. I would consider that as Which part of comedian? as part of comedy. It's like, no, I'm saying maybe they're like they're they're really right. They're just good writing. writing. Yeah. Right. comedians. Yeah, right. We we'll have to perform. Yeah, they're performers. I was thinking about like any talk show. I was like Conan O'Brien. He has a full staff of of writers. Right. right? He's yeah. just the performer. He's the exactly. actor. But he has to go on every single night. Right, but he's not making his own material. Yeah, but comedian, he has to be new every night. Comedian is the same thing every night. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah. Joe, let me ask you. Joe, let me ask you. We're up to the, you know, you're, you prepared, you got all the jokes together, um, you have everything ready, you get on stage, right? Yeah. Now it's the performance, right? Okay, first of all, just general, um, general experiences you've had. I mean, what's, I mean, every, every stand-up comedian has had one bomb, you know? Yeah, I had a bomb. You know, so, oh, so I mean, what's, what was your biggest bomb? What was your worst experience? My worst experience was um, there was a show and I had to bring eight people and I only brought four. Oh my God. And I didn't even want to do it as like my second show that that week and I didn't want to invite. That's when I realized I didn't didn't want to invite people anymore. Like it took it up anyway. Right. You want people to just show up. I'm in the middle. 
I'm in the middle of the, the a set that was already poorly delivered because I had this anxiety of everyone not showing up mm-hmm. and having to confront the booker about it. Right. And what was the worst thing that he was going to do? Just make you not let, not let you play? You know. Not you perform. So I thought. So I thought I was supposed to have six minutes, and they cut my mic in the middle. Wow. wow. In the middle of a joke or something? In the middle, middle of a joke. Cut my, the mic and stopped working in front of 200 people. On purpose? Yeah. Wow. That's a different type of bomb. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't good. It wasn't good so material. So how'd you, had you, had you react? Like, how'd you... What'd you do? It happened. And... You just walked on the stage? You just... Yeah, you just think about... You just think about it for the next time. Like, wow. Know, but that's... I think that's different. That wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault, but also like I don't know, I wasn't really. It's not like you. Uh, it's not like some guy in the audience like threw something at you. Right, like, right. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, hecklers. Hecklers. What's your, I mean, I'm sure you you've had to deal with some. Never had to deal with a heckler. Really? Never wow. had to deal with a heckler. Um, That's rare. I don't really. They don't really have an opening. Like I right. go so fast. You go fast. How would you deal with? They don't really have an. Um, I've seen a lot of different styles. That's why. It depends how vocal they are. If I could ignore them, I, I right. would. Well, like really let's say you can't ones. ignore them. Let's say you can't ignore them. He hasn't I never one. saw one. I, I never even saw one. one. Yeah. Let's say you've gotten like a really loud, like obnoxious guy. What would you, how would you handle him? Um, I would try to take what he gives me and I guess craft something on the spot. Spin it back? Spin it back. Be a little quick-witted. All right. Um, but normally, if it's, if it's ignorable, I try to ignore it. Um, all right, we talk about worst experience. What about your best? My best experience. Um, I actually opened for Jerry Seinfeld hey, twice. Sweet. Name drop. And I opened for Jim Gaffigan twice. Sweet. You met um, them, shook their hands, shook their hands, oh, met that's them. So cool. It was great. That's legendary. Like a contemporary. And you shook your hand. That was, that you was, introduced yourself. Yeah, introduced myself, but it was quick. You know, they they they. Um, he doesn't. They don't talk. They to wish them away. Go right on. Yeah. Where was this? It's been Gotham. Cool. Both of them are in Gotham. Cool, cool. Um, it was a great did set. You, did you know going in you were gonna do this? Or was both both times we were both shot? Times were you nervous you or or, uh, wow. or excited for that? To, to, um, you basically have to warm the crowd up. So I didn't realize that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. They just kind of appeared after me. Right. Well. Okay. Wow. Um, so you're doing your whole set. You had no idea who's that. No. How idea. did you? How did you perform? I performed great. I oh. performed great that night. And then you um, walk off stage. You see Jerry Seinfeld like clapping in the in the audience. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a little awesome. bit. I saw him smirk a little. So, uh, um, but, um, cool. He goes every night. So let me ask you. Um, oh, for real? Let me ask Almost you. We're gonna we're gonna and head not off. Perform just to hang out. No, to just perform. Oh, he does perform. But it's his batting cages, like, you right, know? Right, right, right. So we have uh, just a few minutes before we break, and we're going to do a little activity. We end off every episode with a little activity. We're gonna yeah, it's always, always, always the highlight. We always the highlight. Listen all the way to the end. Um, yeah, so we're just going to finish off this comedy beat, um, piece. And basically, I want to ask, is there, are there, I mean, I guess it maybe differs from, from, from you know, performer to performer, but is there any to- are there any topics that are off limits? Like, you, you know, like, the, the industry knows don't go there. For me, for for the oh, for you, and then for the industry as a whole. For the industry, I I'm not a fan of the comedy industry of where it's been, where it's been going. Like, in terms of content, right. it's way too safe. Right. Ah. And so it's way the spectrum. Too, it's way too patrolled. Right. Um. Right now, is there like a non like an unwritten there, rule? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, white people aren't allowed to make fun of black people. <laughs> really. Not. 
Um, I guess that's true, right? No, you're not allowed to, you're not No, allowed no, no, no. Not, not about uh, that they're black people. Just like, let's say they're saying uh, they're describing a whole situation and they have a black person in it. They can't even, like, say yeah. the person. A straight oh, guy saying, is allowed saying, to make uh, fun of a gay thing. Like, people get offended, but it's like, yeah. you're in a comedy arena. Yeah, you're not one of us. You gotta be gay to make fun of Everything is completely allowed, and you can't take that away from a comedian. What do you think is going too far? I think going too far... Um, like making fun of like disabled people or no? Like, I think you can make people. fun of anything if you do it the right way. Right, if it's clear so that you could, you could, you uh, can make fun of all, like an autistic you, kid. You can make fun of an autistic kid, a hundred percent. The goal is to use. You want to want to prove that? The goal is to use your craft no, you to get I, a reaction. Right, that's I, the goal. I, I, I would look forward to seeing that. Uh, done successfully because that's that's a no, the, 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 the art it's an art and right. the art has to do with technique and it has to do with preparation right. and if you can use your technique and you could use your preparation to turn anything funny right. all the power to you no agreed agreed so let me ask you let's finish it off before we go into break Joe um, I mean you kind of alluded to this a little bit you know how, but how does how is sales oh sorry I messed that one up yeah. how does comedy how has comedy affected different parts of your life like sales or like you know your your daily job or your interaction with people in a social environment. What kind of benefits have you seen from this experience? And that's that's gonna continue to grow. Um, so when I first was looking for jobs, I put comedian on the resume. Always they'd fall for it. They say, "Oh, you're you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. I'd have a stupid joke ready for them <laughs> oh right God, there." That's there. Terrible. You got the job. Um, and they would love me. That worked. Um, but another thing, it teaches you how to deliver. Right. Out of pause. It, Presentation. It's about confidence. Gives you a hundred percent confidence. So if you go back to that club, you could do that. Because right. I like to call it. I like to call it the show. black diamond of public speaking in terms of skiing. Double right. black. Double black. Double black diamond. Because when people look at public speaking, just go up, be professional. You know, speak clearly mm-hmm. and whatever. That's great. Congratulations. People are petrified out of their mind even to do that. Even to right? do that. They're making it like it's uh, even struggle to do, in the park. Even right? to do that. But you take now it's coming. It's like you have to get up in public. Right. You have to make people laugh. Meaning you have people that came into a show so they can laugh. Right. And a laugh is a reaction They're to something you. that's unexpected. Right. They're expecting to laugh. Right. And the to get a laugh, you have to hit them with something unexpected. No, sometimes uh, when you go to a comedy show, you, you're ready you want to laugh. laugh, so you kind of laugh at even the shitty jokes. Oh, but you're no one's, no one's right. listening to a uh, bar mitzvah speech and, and like ready to criticize it. Right. No, judging but it. no, but if you're talking it's about different. public speaking and, and uh, you're the C, uh, you know. Uh, Steve Jobs when he would pre- present his keynote, right. everyone was hanging on every single word. So it, not, it wasn't Sorry. comedy, but he was still getting scrutinized. But you're saying public speaking for sure, confidence, um, and then translation into your jobs at all, or not really? Like sales, sales job? I'm just curious. Um, with a sales job, uh, yeah, definitely. A little bit. Definitely, 100%. You want Do you to use know... humor? Do you use humor in your sales techniques? Uh, you use, use humor with the small talk. Yeah. You know, why not? But when it comes down to delivering a presentation and delivering value... You get to break it down in the same format as you would a bit. So you have three, you have three parts. What do you mm-hmm. want to close? What do I want to emphasize? Where am I going to get, you know? Yep. Yeah, I got it. Um, all right, final question format. before the break. Final question. Would you recommend that, you know, me or random people uh, should go into at least stand-up clubs or like you think it should be something that people go through for, I think for an outlet? I think you should you think try it 100%. 100%. 
Or do you think it's just something I that think you should try only well, a certain amount of people could actually do? I think you should try it 100%. Um, I think it's I think it's great. Um, and I think you should do it more than once. Right. Because the first time you're not going to be good. And you're going to feel like shit. And you're going to feel really stupid. And all, friend, and, and, and all your friends are going to get drinks afterwards. And you're just going to be pretty quiet and, and, and feel pretty, um, you know, inferior. And... Oh, that right sound, there. You make it sound great, Joe. And yeah, that right is, there. I want to definitely sign up for this It's, now. it's a, it's, is, a, it's an experience. Right there, yeah. It's not, it's only an experience, but if you come back from that, right. you can come back from anything. Love that. Inspirational. Okay. So With that. Do, do, do yourself a real big ditch and then try <laughs> to climb out. And then exactly. climb it. We're going to go into a little 30 second break. Then we're going to come back with a little activity. Coming up. I'm not sure. I don't know if I was feeling that song. I'm going like to ask the audience. I was about to say, I felt that song so much. I played, oh, it. I played it twice. It's oh, got the groove. It's got the groove. Wait, did we have groove. that earlier in the episode? Uh, yeah, that was the second, the second song. We oh, weird. Maybe it was a different part? I don't know. Maybe I just... Uh, um, okay, we're back. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Big Takes Thick and Bones. Joe Sutton in the house. Um, Joe, we finished every episode with a little activity, and we hope that you could join us Absolutely. in this journey. Okay, uh, we're actually going to do two, two activities, but we're going to keep it pretty short, because um, it's been a nice long podcast for you guys. It's a stretch. These are not physical, not physical but they're brain-intensive. They're intellectual. Oh, okay. um, all right, we're going to start with a quick one. We're going to do the German uh, word test. So basically, Ooh, I'm going to say the German word, and you're going to have to define what it is. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay, first, first word. Sitz Pinkler. Sitz Pinkler. It's a nice word. What does it mean? It's actually, it's a noun. Sitz Pinkler is a noun. Yes. Um, I'm going to go... What does it sound like? It sounds like uh, something aquatic. Okay, well, you got you to gotta guess. It's a fish? No, it's Sitz Pinkler. Um... It's pink. I think it's going to be a sewer. <laughs> a what? Sewer. A sewer. Dick, what do you got? Um, Go I, reaction. I, I already saw what it was before. Oh, guess something else. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, an air- astronaut. An, an astronaut. The answer is a man sitting down pee. Yeah, I saw that. I, I <laughs> he sits and then he pinklers. I see. That makes yeah, a lot of sense. Okay, next question. You got to go much quicker. You got to go much quicker. Just go reaction. Okay. Dick. Weit Einsenkind. Oh, that is um, a whale's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> okay, Joe. Weit uh, Einsamkeit. Uh, uh, I almost want to guess. A, a missionary sex position. Missionary sex position. Want to fly my kite? Oh, I like that. Okay, it's actually the experience of wandering around alone in a forest it tells us it's, and it's being consumed place. by woodland solitude. That's Weit Einsamkeit. Why do they have a word for that? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Last two. Joe, what does... Oh, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. Joe, this is a this is a tongue twister here, so so forgive me. What does Biskitskorn Steinfeigermeister mean? Oh, I like that one. Biskitskorn Steinfeigermeister. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a type of person. I'm going to say a cannibal. A person who eats people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a Biskitskorn Steinfeigermeister means. Yes. Okay, Dick. What do you got? I think it's um. 
a Ooh, man dark. who drinks biscotti flavored <laughs> uh, beer. <Tea. laughs> that's good. I like that. It's actually the head chimney sweep of the governing. Ah, oh, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> a biscuitskorn skinfeigermeister. Who's closer? All right. Thanks for playing. Um, nobody's the winner there. Yeah, <laughs> you guys literally yeah, did not yeah, win. Yeah, but we're moving on to um, our next and final segment of the podcast. Um, we're just going to do a little questions, right? We did a last last uh, episode with DC questions? and Herm. We're going to do some questions, some would you rather. Joe, you're down oh, for that? I love that. Oh, All right, we'll hit you some a couple. We'll hit you some a couple. Brian Winhorst is in for a couple. For what? Would you rather? For some questions? Sure. All right, here we go. All right, we're gonna just going to go around. Would you guys rather have hiccups for the rest of your life or constantly feel like you have to sneeze? We're going to start with Dick. Um... Constantly feel like I have to sneeze. You could get used to that feeling. Ooh, that is the worst. Yeah, you get used to it. It's the worst. You're paralyzed, basically. Constantly, constantly feel like you have to sneeze. Dick, what do you got? I mean, uh, Joe. Hiccups, hundred percent. Why is that? What do you mean? Feel like you have hiccups. You can't live. You just go. uh, 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 Yeah, you can. Hiccups. I don't. I don't get bothered by hiccups. Oh, I'm for sure hiccups. I get bothered by not being able to sneeze. Okay, much more. For sure. For sure. It's like you're paralyzed. It happens so infrequently that it's so. Okay, but the whole point is that it happens all the time. This is your entire life. Yeah, it's my point. Oh, you so you get used it. to it. Yeah. Okay, Joe, would you rather have a dick as your nose or a nose as your dick? Oh. I don't know, a dick is my nose. For sure, eh? Yeah. Seems fun. Wait, does my nose dick still function it like functions a dick? It just, you pee out of it. Could I, can I still get the sex, ta- sex sure, time? I'll give it to you, yeah. I take, I take the dick-sized yeah. nose. The a dick on your nose? Dick as dick your nose? Dick as, no, opposite. Oh, the nose as your dick. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Oh, it probably smells bad. But does the nose on my dick work yeah, like a dick? Yeah, they both work as they as the normal. as the dick and as the nose. Correct. Yeah, I take the the <laughs> nose instead of my dick. Okay. I'll tell you why, because <laughs> you can still that. get chicks with with a pretty face and all that. They don't they they find out late that that you have a dick size nose size dick. You're under, you're under the impression <laughs> that women hate guys that have penises for noses. Yeah, oh, even if, they, even, if, even if they like it, they'll think he's a freak because nobody else has it. All right. The next question is, would you rather listen to All Star, the star of Hey Now You're an All Star, yeah, forever? Or basically every song you listen to is that song, or you occasionally turn it to Shrek. Or occasionally you turn it to Shrek. Occasionally turn it to Shrek. <laughs> like once a week. Oh, so dude, I could you'd be a celebrity. <laughs> go to Times Square, make the, make the money. Make lemonade out of that lemon. All right. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's fair. Um, okay. This is a more of a deep uh, – this is not the deep one. I'll do the stupid one. Joe, would you rather become a zombie oh. and eat your whole family and friends? Fuck. Or would you rather stay human and watch all your family and friends turn to zombies? Turn to zombies. You would want everyone else to turn to zombies? Yeah, 100%. Oh. Alone. Oh. You're alone. <laughs> no, I'd way, right. way rather be the... You'd wait, be the zombie? Wait, do I, does everyone die after this or do I get to live well, as, you a, ate them, as a... So. No, 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 but well, if you're if human, I'm human. Well, they're not really could themselves. Could I escape? They're not really themselves. Could, no, could I escape? Yeah, you can run away, but you lost your family. Oh yeah, I, I just hate myself. This guy Cook was because because when you die, don't you lose your family anyways? Who gives a shit? You don't know what happens after that. Uh, all right, little spoiler alert: We're actually watching the NBA Finals, and Clay Thompson is out. Out, out, out. We're Toronto's at the, up. We're at the end, end the first quarter. Uh, Toronto's up. We're not going to say what the score is. Okay, next question. I, everyone that watched this already knows. Oh, the that's true. Of the that's true. All right, twenty-nine, twenty-one, or thirty, twenty-one. Uh, Toronto. Wins. I still, okay. I, I'm still betting on Golden State right now. Ooh. Is that weird? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're gonna do it. They're, okay, they're Joe. Final couple of questions. Shots. Final couple of questions. Okay, if you're armed with a baseball bat, okay, in an open field, and you're attacked oh, by en- an endless wave of ten-year-olds wearing bike helmets, how many ten-year-olds with bike helmets could you take down before they finally take you down? Endless. Okay. Endless wave that's just coming at you, on scooters. I'll be realistic. I think. I think uh, you have a baseball bat in your hand. 
Five. Five? Yeah, Ten, Joe. So I, I'm actually thinking more along the lines of, of, of what Joe was saying. How, wait, I, I think somebody mentioned this in the bar stool. How spread out are they? Because that's very big. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because if they, if they just They're run gonna get over, like a rush you of... get like two. You get two, that's no, no, no. it. They're coming in a steady stream for you to be able to hit them one time and then the next guy is, is in. Oh, and you only get one? And, you get and one then, hop. And then if they're shot. not dead, they come and kill you? Yeah, yeah I mean, they're trying. Yeah, I think... Ten I years think, old. Yeah, but... Yeah, five, five. Wow. Five to ten is, is a, I think I would go through a solid 20 of them. Just batting that means, practice. That means you Bam. kill with yeah, helmets bro. on. <laughs> Bi- yeah, bike you, helmets. You kill 20 kids in one swing. Well, I'll go for a second swing while I, I'll, I'll battle them off. Oh, I you think, have that much room? I think one swing. It depends on the rate that they're coming at because one swing no, takes a that. lot. So I think he has said you had time for a full swing. Boom, and then another one. And you got to reload. Gotta reload. You got to reload. Yeah, but I don't think one. I don't think all the ten year olds would die so on one swing. This is a good rhythm. Bro. All right, I agree. Disagree there. All right, Joe. Next question. Would you rather fight? Yeah, it just got dark. Talk about ten year olds dying. Taking them out. Joe bat. is standing up just now, practicing his swing on the ten year old's head. Technically, Joe. Joe, would you rather fight fifty duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? And they're they're fighting. They're ready to yeah, take you down. No, they're just they're just horses and ducks. One horse. Do you have weapons? Oh, um, <laughs> one horse sized duck. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like like creatures. a fucking horse with a chainsaw. One horse sized duck. Uh, I don't like little creatures. Horse sized duck. You would rather take on that thing is monster. Wow, with the beak. horse horse sized duck again. So if I have a weapon, I think it'll take you down, Joe. If I have a weapon, I'm taking on down the one. If I'm bare handed, yeah, bare hands. Yep. Um, bunch of little horses. How many horses are there again? Fifty. Fifty duck sized horse. Yeah, horses. It's a lot, man. How is fucking resilient? Like, is it one kicker? I go, I, I, I go for the challenge. I think the duck would fuck me up, so I gotta go <laughs> the horses. Yeah, it's like the boss at the end of the board. Like, no, but I come think, on. I if think we realistically, if it's bare hands and he's a fucking horse size, <laughs> uh, well, it's also like, what kind of duck is How it? How can woodpecker? a duck fuck you up? It doesn't have arms. It has a like beak, the woodpecker. Man. It's huge. Just, you can dude, let's say it. it's a fucking uh, vulture. You're dead. All right, based yeah, off of my uh, duck, my actually. kid, yeah, why would it be a vulture? It's a duck. No, I had a different species of duck. Uh, based off of my answer with the little kid question, I'm taking on the little horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick them. Just punt them. Um, yeah, okay. There's some aggressive. Two more questions. Joe. Aesthetically, I want Joe, how much money would, it, would you need? How much money would you take for you to not know how to read? Oh, easy. Easy. Why is this easy? Um, Fucking Mike Tyson. Yeah, it's Mike read. Tyson, man. <laughs> so what's the answer? Yeah, how much would um, you take? I don't know. I like reading. I lose the ability to read that I once had. Can't read. Never or bored. Now you can't read. You knew what reading was like. Now you can't do it. How much Um, money are you taking? There's definitely a number, right? Three hundred million. (laughs) There's no way. That's a lot. So two hundred ninety-nine million dollars. You wouldn't. You would would still want to leave. My number's twenty-nine. Twenty million. Not nineteen million nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. So nineteen, right? So nineteen nine ninety-nine. Audible is like six bucks. No, I would do it. No, nineteen ninety-nine. Audible, Audible. Wow, you just went from three hundred million to nineteen ninety-nine. Bro, you listen to podcasts. You get Audible. Audible. You hire a person to read you shit. Twenty million dollars is my number. I would go low. No, no. Okay, you guys are way undergrossing it because. You have to be able to read to like read street sh- street signs yeah, and shit. But you have a person walking. Okay, with you. No, fine, twenty million dollars not gonna pay for that fine, for the rest of your life. Fine, uh, Rich is right. I'm gonna go with. I have a hundred go million. I'm gonna go with forty million. All right, that's fair. Okay, uh, I'm on the lower end. I'm gonna go with uh, probably in the the ten to fifteen, and I think I'll get by. Really? Yeah, I think I'll get reading by. Reading is, then, but then you're not in a. Then you might as well be able to read. Reading is understanding Because you'll be able to sound. make up the money. Okay, Joe, last question. Yeah, Final question for the night. Joe, I kind of like this I kind of like this question. Uh, Joe Stern also, by the way, what's what's your answer to this question? You're in charge of running heck. 
Heck is basically the place where people go who are not really bad enough to go to hell, so they go to Heck. Are and you're in bad questions? Do you just pull this uh, internet? No, no. Combination. Just Barstool uses Barstool, a couple others. Barstool um, pulls rent. Joe oh. Sutton. Joe Sutton. What's your? You're in charge of uh, of inventing the heck. torture, uh, designing the torture devices in Heck. What's your? Uh, what and do you I make? Get sued by Barstool. <laughs> oh, what's no, my heck? Cool. Yeah. What's your? What is your torture device that you you implement for Heck? The ten minutes. Um, when a plane lands, the seatbelt oh, sign is off. And you can't stand up. And no, 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 no. You are standing up. Oh, even worse. You're waiting no, for. Definitely don't stand you're up. waiting to go, and you're waiting to My get head out. My is in the ceiling. I don't stand up. <laughs> right. You're so waiting to get out. As long as possible. That period of time to me is the worst possible thing. <laughs> right. In, in so little humanity. little tidbit. If you, if you I, check, I sit down. I sit down yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire say, thing is I done. Say, if you have, if you check a bag. Keep keep her seeing the ass. Yeah, they're they're not getting the the the, uh, <laughs> the luggage to the the belt before you get there. No, 100%. people always get there. So, so just wait till so everyone goes bro. Plane. Just yeah. you're you're uh, you're in charge of designing torture devices for Hex. So what are you making? Mm. Um, you live your normal life, but. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> come back next time. You lose your normal life, but at random times, it starts thunderstorming over you. Wow, that's that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. That a With one? that, my, my, my I want to thank you for joining us. Sliding off, constant feeling of socks sliding off. Slack sliding off. I want to thank you guys for joining. Big taste, thick and bones. <laughs> Special guest Joe Sutton in the booth. This is possibly the longest episode of the night. We want to thank you again for joining us. Make sure to like, make sure to comment, make sure to subscribe. This has been Big Takes of Dick and Bones. We are out, baby.